Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi, everyone. I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And what a wonderful response the new course has had. It's really, really exciting, the Quantum Freedom Empowered Self course that has come out. And I am so sorry for the people that, because we had the timer on with the five-day special, I have been inundated with emails from people saying, I thought there was more time. And I know that some people with time zones got a little bit confused. But guys, I have to tell you, Five hours means five hours, and I'm so sorry. I've had so many emails. Could you please, could you please? I, I can't. I have to stick to the rules. And there were five days, and there were updates, and so please do know that the course is at the normal price now. Now, really do remember and think about this. Our market research has shown that high-level empowerment and self-development courses, especially with that much MP3 content, are usually double at least the price of that course. So it still is really, really good value. So please don't cheat yourself if you think that, well, I really, I was worth $157. You're worth a lot more than that. And when you're really looking at your life and you're creating your life from the inside out powerfully, which is abundance in every area of your life, don't limit yourself because you might have missed out on the special because this could be one of the greatest, most empowering, freeing decisions that you've ever made in your life is to work on your inner self at this sort of level. Okay, so that's that about the course. Now, today's really exciting because this is a launch of a new series that I'm doing on Empowered Love Radio. And this new series is called Thriving After Narcissistic Abuse Story. So every three weeks, I'm going to be interviewing different people that have broken through from narcissistic abuse. And the reason that I'm doing this is to be able to inspire people in the community that are struggling. And so... But you can listen to these stories. You're going to hear a lot of your story in these stories because so much of it is consistent. And you're also going to really discover what people have done that's been able to liberate them out to the other side. Now, the lady that I'm having on today, I'm going to just describe the story and then I'm going to introduce her. Now, her name is Gaylee Allen. She's using her real name, first and second. And there will be some people on the show at some stage that may not wish to do that, but Gaylee has wanted to do that, which is really brave. And she's just like I use my real name. And, you know, we're really out there saying, okay, this has been our story with humility. This is what I've been through and this is where I've got to. So 
this radio show is about Gayleet's story. Now, her wife hit rock bottom after a painful narcissistic relationship, which ended when her boyfriend discarded her and moved on to another love partner. So during this show, you're going to learn how low she was, how she was immobilized, she couldn't function or work. Not only was she emotionally traumatized, physical conditions escalated as well for her. Now, when I first met Gaylee, we had some contact. She contacted me by email. Then we actually had some Skype sessions together at the start. And I absolutely have to say, Gaylee was one of the worst cases I'd ever seen of narcissistic abuse. Now, the truth was, at that time, I was staying positive and empowering to her and, and showing her what she could do. But I have to be honest, I had my doubts because I had rarely seen anybody that low when I first met Gaylee. So this lady and her story, she'd been through all types of therapies, She's going to talk to you more about that, contemporary as well as holistic, to try to find the answer to heal and live. Now, the great news is, is eventually Gaylee did, and her life now bears no resemblance to her previous agony. And I know she is a wonderful first ambassador to come onto this series because from where she was, if she can do it, anyone can do it. And I really do say that about my story as well because I know how low I was when I first needed to recover from narcissistic abuse. So I know her story can inspire you that recovery from narcissistic abuse can occur regardless of how powerless and devastated you feel right now. So I'm going to introduce Gaylee. So Gaylee, thank you, welcome, and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Melanie. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Gorgeous. So, Daylight, I think, you know, you're going to be really good at describing your story. It's so authentic. It's just really quite incredible. So let's just start off by, if you could tell the listeners how bad it was for you when you were devastated. Yeah. Well, for me, it got progressively worse with time, actually, because um, I didn't I didn't know I was in an abusive relationship. I actually didn't really know <laughs> what emotional and psychological abuse was. I just knew it in terms of physical and sexual abuse. Um, so right after I got dumped, I guess, discarded, um, I, my body sort of went into shock. So, And at the time, I had a very abusive boss as well. So I sort of immersed myself in work. And that lasted about six months, and then if I, I finally just, just had enough. If you and could then just I, tell, yeah, sorry, Gaylee, if you could just tell the listeners when this actually happened, when the discard happened, okay. when was it? Okay, uh, yeah, it happened December 2010. It was right okay. at the beginning okay. of December 2010. Right. Yeah, and then I quit my job probably in June of 2011. So I stayed on for a bit. Um, so it's interesting because knowing what I know now, I think I was just very comfortable in being controlled and manipulated that I didn't realize that I was so immersed in my work and I felt comfortable in that environment because my boss was very abusive. So I didn't actually feel the symptoms just yet. And then when I quit my job in June, that's when the symptoms started to come because my body started going out of survival mode. 
And at first it started as severe depression. So basically obsessive thoughts, nightmares. I couldn't sleep and then I would sleep all day. I lost my concentration. I tried to get a new job. I couldn't. I kept it for about two weeks. I couldn't, I couldn't work. Um, I gained about 35 pounds. I, just, I basically did not leave my house. If I could leave for like two hours a day, that was a huge accomplishment for, for me. Um, so that lasted about six to eight months. <laughs> and then after that, it got worse. I started getting severe chest pains. I don't know where it came from. It was just this pain in my chest constantly. Um, and that's when I got started having suicidal thoughts. And never in my life have I had suicidal thoughts. And I was literally on the floor screaming and crying uncontrollably because I just I had no idea what was wrong with me. Um, that lasted for at least a few months, and that's when I knew I needed to find out what was going on with me. And that's luckily just doing some research and finding out some stuff. I found out that I was narcissistically abused and that my ex was a narcissist. And I, I had no idea what narcissism was. I had never even used the word before. So this was about a year and a half after the, the breakup. So I really just had no idea what was going on with me, and I didn't even know it was related to him. Um, so then when I figured it out, um, it got progressively worse even still because I hadn't done any work really to heal myself. I had just been doing a lot of research on it. So one day I woke up and I actually lost, my knee started to swell up. And I went to the hospital, and they gave me crutches, and I couldn't walk for about two months. I was on crutches. The swelling in my knee spread to my ankles, and then it spread to my other leg, my back, and then my hands to the point that I couldn't even use my hands. So my lowest point really was my mom had to feed me and actually take me to the bathroom. It's, it was awful. And the doctors thought that maybe I had rheumatoid arthritis. But I, I knew better. I knew it was something emotional. I couldn't really describe it. But they didn't know the cause. They didn't understand why I was having the swelling all over my body. So really, that's that's the worst of it. I, I couldn't I couldn't physically move, and I was in bed for about three or four months. Mm, okay. So to reiterate, what had really happened is uh, when it happened, you threw yourself into work, and then it was about six months later that it started to hit and then this, you know, I call it the bowels of hell when it is this bad. Yes. No, and I remember yeah. I was in there too, absolutely, till I had my complete, complete bottom out and then I had epiphanies that started to turn it around. So, yeah. you know, you're really just existing and then you're in the bowels of hell, you know, really, this was going on for about a year and a half. Oh, yeah. I remember one time um, an acquaintance of mine, she died of cancer. And I remember thinking in my head, lucky girl, I wish that was me. Because it, I was not living. Mm. I was, it was torturous. It was torturous is a good word for it. It's mm, not it's living. It's, it's like hell. you said, it's hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, you know, when, when I was suicidal too, I remember thinking, and it was really my beliefs that kept me alive because uh, I thought, well, I'm only going to have to come back and repeat all of this again and I've, I've got to find a way through. You know, if it hadn't been for that, I, I can totally understand. And I understand people out there deeply that feel like this, that you feel like it would be a relief 
to not be here, to not be living. It's just, yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. Words can't even describe it. I really can't. So now where your story is really amazing because, and I remember when I got my first email from you, I really do remember it. Okay, it was a standout. You had listed to me all these things that you were trying or had tried to get better. And I remember your email to me was pretty much like, I have tried everything. And you listed them. And you were saying to me, look, this is my last roll of the dice. That's what you were saying to me. So I would like you to tell the listeners, because it's not like you were lying there dying, not trying. Like, you were trying. No, no. Can you tell the listeners what what you were trying in this period to try to get better? Sure, yeah, of course. Well, I, I knew I needed help, so I wasn't going to take this lying down, and I really wanted to get over and move on with my life. I've always been a very happy, positive, social person, and when I wasn't anymore, I knew that I wanted to get that back. So I'm just going to actually preface it by saying that I will list them, but I don't want to put down any of these methods because at the time they did give me some relief. Um, if it wasn't for them, I probably would have committed suicide, but it didn't completely heal me. And I tried absolutely everything. So I'll actually name them for you if you'd like. Um, and it's not in consecutive order. I was trying all of them regularly for about two years. So I, I went into debt because I was so desperate to try anything. So the first thing was I was actually in couples counseling with my ex-narcissist, and during that time I was diagnosed with depression and I was given medication, again, not knowing that he was a narcissist. And then after we broke up, um, I saw two clinical counselors, a holistic health counselor, an intuitive counselor, a grief coach. Um, I saw a Reiki healer, a theta healer, a medical intuitive, an energy healer, Um, a body talk practitioner, an acupuncturist. Um, I tried Chinese medicine. I tried Chinese acupuncture and massages. I did hypnotherapy. I did hypnotic suggestion programming. Um, I saw a past life and current life regressionist. Um, I met one man in the States that did energy matrix and neural link healing, which I had no idea what it was, but I was willing to try anything. Uh, I saw a spiritual counselor, a dream interpreter, I can't even tell you how many psychics. I saw several doctors and a few specialists. And then on my own, um, I got all these meditation CDs. I wrote in my journal. I burnt letters. I lit candles. I prayed daily. I did vision boards. I even went to AA meetings. Um, I wasn't, I'm not an alcoholic, but I just needed an outlet to, to talk. Um, I joined support groups. Um, I, signed up, I signed up for self-development seminars. I practiced Kabbalah, which is a form of Jewish mysticism. Um, I read every article and book on narcissism. Um, I did ceremony work even. I, did, I found that, you know, with sage and prayer to release cords and energy hooks with the narcissist. I bathed in salts and minerals. <laughs> I was hoping that would get rid of the negative energy and curses. Um, I bought rocks and stones and I slept with them. I read every self-development book out there, and I tried every exercise in every book. And I basically cried every single day for two years and while I was trying all these methods. Yeah, yeah. And, just, and I remember when you listed all of this stuff to me in the email. 
And you were, uh, okay, look, I love what you're writing on your website and I love your philosophies, but this is my last roll of the dice. I have tried everything. And I have to say, Daylight, I have never met anybody that has tried that much stuff. I just, they don't even come close on your list. So if there's anybody out there that has tried that much stuff, please email me. <laughs> I have never seen anything like this. No, now I, I knew, I knew Corner Freedom Healing works and I knew NART works and I knew my session works, but you know, this was really, really confronting me. You know, and that's why I said when I first met you, I thought, I'm going to give this everything I've got with my resources, but wow, this is just, you know, this is how deep and how uh, distorted and this is how hooked up and this is how traumatic this is for this woman. This is really, really huge. So, so I'd like to ask you the question, you know, why this work held the key for you where other things weren't getting you over the line? What well, happened? I, I came across when I was, well, I came across your website when I first found out about narcissism and I had read everything, all your, all your e-books and everything like that and I followed your blog. Um, I had read about what you did. But at the time, I was spending so much. I was flying all over the country. I was flying to different cities. I was spending all this money on doing this other type of work. But I just said, oh, I can't spend more money on this. I just thought maybe you could just give me the information. And I think it was when my joints started to swell up. And I just, really, I just tried everything. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to try this session with Melanie. And I remember I didn't have that much money left on my credit card. And I used the last bit of credit. And I said, let's just, I'm just going to go for it and do it. And our first session, and I remember when we, our first, the first time um, we talked, you said to me, you go, wow, how are you still surviving? <laughs> and I remember at that moment I felt so defeated because I had spent two years trying everything. So I said to myself, wow, you would think that I would be somewhat recovered, you know, after all the work I've done. So anyway, after our first and session, I actually remember um, that. I, felt, I remember because I kept, if I can just yeah, because I remember because you know I come into people's energy. You know this happens through MP3 or it happens, you know, in person. And when I did that, you know, I remember going, oh my goodness, you know, when we were doing a soul integration and the amount of pieces missing, and I'm like, how is this woman, even, you know, breathing? <laughs> That's really what I got. Yeah. You know, you are so strong to be breathing. Yeah, anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, and I remember our first session, um, I that night, um, I remember I went to the grocery store and I felt sort of blissfully calm. And I hadn't felt calm and relaxed in two years, or more than that, because it was terrible when I was with my in my relationship. Um, but what was interesting was the next day, I woke up and I had this different type of pain come up. It was the weirdest thing. I hadn't felt this type of pain yet, and it came up, and it just totally took over my body. And I had no idea what was going on. And I remember I emailed you, and I said, okay, what's going on with me? Because I woke up, and I feel this different pain coming into my body. And you said to me, you said, well, we only just did one layer, Galit. I mean, you have... Gosh, you didn't even know. You're, it's the energy that I had was so heavy. And you said to me, "We're like an onion. We have to peel layer by layer." 
and she's like, you said to me it's going to take some time to get through it. And that's when I knew that your method, Quantum Freedom Healing, was going to save me because I, had, I hadn't felt that type of pain yet. So I knew it was old pain coming up needing to be released. So mm. really that's why I knew yours was different from the rest. It's amazing that you can feel okay. a different kind of pain. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I totally get what you mean. I I you know, and I guess people that have been using quantum freedom healing, they understand what you mean as well. You know, because we because what we're wanting to do is we're needing to change from the inside out. We're needing to work on the subconscious deep DNA programs that have led us to that living hell, mm-hmm. and we need to disentangle yeah. them and transform them and heal them. And so we start moving out of the old stuff into the stuff we haven't been able to access and clear, and then it does start feeling different. So when, because even at that point, you know, after one session, of course, you were still in pain. You were still, and I remember yeah. you said to me in that first session that often I'm, I'm an hour, only an hour away from taking my own life. That's how bad I feel. You know, so we were, oh, yeah. you were really yeah. in, you're in, you know, total survival existence. Am I going to live? Am I going to die mode? That's how bad it was. So when yeah, oh, did yeah. it all start yeah. turning around for you? Well, I think you and I did about three sessions um, within about a month. And I remember after our third session, I finally, I remember it was the first time I laughed. I started to finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I said, okay, this is going to work. I mean, there's there's something here, and this is great. And the turning point, actually, for me was I received an email about – it was after, it was about a week or two after our third session, and I was feeling great, and I got this email about a baby pool. So friends of mine were having a baby, and they wanted you to, you know, guess the birth the birth date and the weight and all that. Like, And I saw my ex-narcissist's name in the email. And keep in mind, after we broke up, I completely cut him off, not because I knew he was a narcissist and I knew about no contact, just because I knew deep down I couldn't go back to him. And so there was something inside me, my intuition, telling me not to go back to him. So luckily he had been out of my life for two years. But this was the first time I had seen his name in an email and that I had, you know, in front of me. And all of a sudden I just got into hysterics again, and all my symptoms started coming back. And I spent the whole day praying and saying, oh, why is it just seeing his name would bring this all up? What is going on? Please, please send me a sign that I can get through this. And that evening, you had sent out an email saying that you were going to do a special on the NARP program, on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. And I hadn't tried that. I hadn't tried the program. And so I thought, and you even said to me on our, I think our second session, you know, you should really do this program. But I said, no, 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 it's fine. I'll, I'll be fine if I just do some private sessions with you. But when you had this special and it was, you had monthly installments, I knew it was affordable because I wasn't working. I hadn't worked in two years. I knew I could afford that. So I downloaded um, the MP3s that evening and I started that night. And that truly was the turning point because I was so committed that I spent every day, my day consisted of waking up, I would do an MP3 healing, and then in your forgiveness ebook, you said to write a list of people that hurt us, 
I would forgive someone that had hurt me because my list was long. I think it ended up being about 50 people. And then I would do another healing in the evening, and then I would just relax or take a bath, and, and I would listen to some of your meditation. And I did that consistently every day. And that's when I started to feel different. It was amazing. I started cutting friends out that were toxic, and I just felt different. I can't really explain it. I just felt it was like a dark cloud lifted, and it finally all made sense to me. So that was really the turning point. Mm. And it's amazing. When we do do the deep inner work, it's like all the dots meet. It does make so much sense. You know, before it was like oh, it this feels, senseless, yeah. crazy pain. Yeah, that just, and I, I remember. You know, we, we feel, mm. are you gone? Well, well, I was going to say, I, I remember I slept for about three or four days straight. I was so exhausted. And I emailed you and said, why am I sleeping? I felt great mentally and emotionally, but I was just so exhausted. My body just wanted to sleep. And I slept for about three or four days straight. And I emailed you and asked you about that. And you said, you have been in survival mode your whole life. Your body is ready to collapse now. And I go, oh, okay, that's what it is. Because I felt it. My body was like, thank you. Now I can relax. Yeah. Absolutely. And when we shift big stuff, that's exactly what it happens. You know, because we can imagine our inner identity, our subconscious, which isn't rational, it's not logical. It's running off emotional survival programs. You know, so we actually feel like we're out in the wild and we're getting attacked from every single angle, even if we're within the four walls of our own home. And once all that stuff comes off and we get back into our power, our body goes, oh, I can rest. I'm safe. You know, that's, yes. that's what it is. So, yeah, yeah. So when you started NARP, the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, you know, physically there were a lot of changes as well, weren't there? So if you can just, yeah, explain what happened there. Well, the first thing, the big thing for me, as we said before, was the swelling of my joints. So doing the program. And for me, I just wanted to walk again. So you can imagine, I mean, I don't know if anyone has ever had physical disability before, but there's, in my opinion, nothing else that's worse because you cannot do anything. Nothing else in the world matters if you cannot move your body. And I remember I started slowly being able to walk and move and use my hands and I could type again and I can, you know, get up, I could actually get up and walk. And I started walking outside. And about a month into the program, I went to see my doctor, my Western medicine doctor. And she was the one that thought that I had arthritis. And I went to see her, and she did a checkup. And she said she was just in shock. And she said to me, because she thought I was going to have a long-term condition. This arthritis would be something I'd have to treat for the rest of my life. And I remember she said to me, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And that's when I knew it was working. So the very first thing was my physical body came back. And then after that first month, when the more and more energy I started releasing, my mind became clear, my body became light. I naturally lost all this weight. Um, and I, I wasn't changing my eating habits. I wasn't working out because, like I said, I could barely walk. So all of a sudden, it was this, the weight was just coming off. 
And what was really interesting for me was um, I became more intuitive. And I used to always, I used to be very intuitive, but not like this. And that's when I started cutting out people in my life. I started taking better care of myself um, and doing things like that because I really enjoyed spending time alone, and that had never happened. I'd always been, I always had a boyfriend. I always had a million friends. And for the first time in my life, I just loved being alone. And then came um, my self-esteem and my confidence. And that's actually when I decided to go back to school and I realized sort of a clear in my clear mind what I wanted to do in my life. And I never thought I was smart enough to go back to school and get a, another degree and go back into this line of work. And so for me to have that confidence was just, well, it was life-changing. It really was. And the most important thing was, I remember there was this one day, I didn't know, I guess, what genuine happiness felt like because there was this one day when I finally broke through and and I just was so happy that I was literally dancing in in my house. And I was smiling and I was skinning and I was completely alone. And I remember thinking, wow, this is what real happiness, genuine, authentic happiness feels like. And I had never felt it in my life before. And then to me, that's, well, you, there's nothing more important than that. Yeah. It, 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 it is, was the best day of my life. Huge. It, it is huge. And we don't realize, we don't realize that we've been carrying these internal subconscious stories that have been keeping us separated from divinity from that connection to our soul, from that connection to source, which is what authentic joy and bliss and connectedness to life all is. And we don't realize that we actually are that natural state without our junk. And it's not until we start shifting and losing that junk and that portal opens up to who we really are at our true authentic level that we go, oh, my goodness, my goodness. You know, like, and and I'm, I, that's what I love, you know, nothing, nothing that I did a lot of stuff, hey, nowhere near, not even a fifth of what's on your list, seriously, but I had done a lot of stuff in my life to try it. Yeah, you are the queen of lists. You know, I, I haven't even got close to really? that. Really? I've done a lot of, no, gosh, no way, No. But uh, but a lot of people had thought I'd done a lot of stuff, you know, because I'd been a real searcher for that. For, I, I knew intuitively that there was this inside interior authentic happiness and I knew enough of that energetic law and law of attraction to go, well, you have to be it. You can't get it from the outside because then you're just getting hits of it, but you're still left with you. You've got to be it. You know, and I, I'd searched everything yeah. to be it. And then... Uh, you know, through my own experience as well, I'd realized, well, hey, hang on, I've got to take responsibility. There's a lot of internal programs that aren't working for me. This is why my life's turned out like this. And if I can lose yeah. this inner junk, my inner old stories that I've had all my life, that I've picked up from other people mm. genetically, from my childhood, from beyond, if I can lose that stuff, well, then I can be, I can be authentic. I can be forced. And, and I had the most gorgeous walk on the beach this morning being source. You know, it's it's just, this is what we've all been chasing all our life from the outside in 
rather than the inside out. And that's what quantum freedom does, is it peels your layers back as the junk so you can be yourself. And and that that feeling yeah. you're describing, that that was you. That's daylight without the junk. So well, it was great gorgeous. because if you thought, oh yeah, well because it was great because I rem- I was thinking I don't have a job, I don't have a boyfriend. I just had to cut out all my mm. friends. I'm living at home. I'm in my 30s. I don't have a career. I really don't have anything. I don't have any money left. But I've never been happier. And it's so interesting because you spend your whole life trying to get all those things to make you happy. And I was here I am all alone at my house, at my parents' house even, with nothing. Mm. But I've never been happier. Wow. And that's it, isn't it? That is it. And then everything just started We could have all the stuff in in our life that we think is going to make us happy. And it's not going to make us happy if we're nothing can make you happy. It's a state. Mm -hmm. It's not a gaining of things. It's it's an inner state. And then from that inner state, the gorgeous thing is, is then you get to then expand out into the world and create and attract the authentic and the genuine things that that are going to match where you, the vibration, the water level that you're at personally, which is what it's all about. All the other stuff is illusions if you're not at that inner level. And that's, you know, and that's what narcissistic abuse was in their life. You know, it was an illusion of something real that was actually false because we hadn't become the real thing ourselves. That's what this is all about. It's actually a very, very simplistic energetic law that, you know, needs to be addressed. So how long did it take you to get better after getting stuck into the quantif- into the NARP program and those inner shift processes? When did you start doing NARP? Um, well, okay, so it was two years of trying everything else, and, and then you and I connected end of August of last year, and yeah. we had our first, the sessions I did with you were in September, or September, October, and I, I remember, actually, it was October 19th because that's the day I got that email about the baby pool. So I started the NARP, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program October 19th. And that day I was telling you about where I was literally dancing around my house because I'd never been so happy was December 30th. And I know that because it was the day before New Year's. And I remember thinking, this is the best way to en- enter 2013. So it took, I would say, two months. Um, and then two months to get all the all the heavy, heavy stuff out. And then in January and February, not too long ago, I really was just doing a couple healings a week. Not And in March, I haven't done any really, which is why your new program has come at such a perfect time. Like January and February was really just once or twice a week if I was just feeling something come up, a trigger. But really the heavy work was just done in those two months. Yeah, and I remember when we contacted for this radio show and I I had to ask you, you know, we were going to formulate this question and your response because I couldn't remember how long it was and then when you came back to me with the details, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it really, it's not long. And this is what I always say and I advocate, you know, when a lot of people get on the blog and they talk about, you know, it's going to take you a long time, this is a long, slow, hard process, 
And sometimes sitting at my keyboard, I have to really hold back. And, of course, I have to be diplomatic and I have to be very caring. But, you know, I get that thing inside me saying, no, no. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out process of months and years and years of trying to recover from this. Because when we really, really have the inner transformational tools to work directly on your subconscious, you can find these these inner distorted programs that are causing you the agony and you can release them and you can transform them and then you can come back to source. And then what happens is you heal exponentially and quickly because you're going directly to it. And, you know, this is... And I know that you have the time to put in a lot of effort, but I also know, too, that there have been, you know, certain people in the narcissistic abuse recovery group. There's an amazing lady in there, and uh, she hasn't posted a lot lately because she's really done such a good job with her recovery. But she had five kids, a single mum, going through all sorts of court cases and settlements and things like that, and she would actually do things like at lunchtime from work, she'd take a session with her and go and sit in the car park. And, you know, in amongst her crazy life and what was going on and all these kids, she was doing a healing every single day. Now, her recovery was incredible. I know, I know. I was so inspired. And I thought, gee, nobody has any, any excuses really. They just don't. You know, this was her level of dedication. And... You know, again, she came out the other side very quickly because she she wanted it. She she was like you. She wanted it. She had enough, and she was ready to, to dedicate to her inner self as much as she could. And the results were incredible. So, and I know you did that. You 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 know I I you did that. You know, in the time when you're working up and I'm getting your emails, I'm like, wow, this girl is really doing the inner work, which is. What makes a difference? There's no other way to make a difference at this level. There really isn't. So this is a question I ask so many people because I know when we're stuck in the victimhood and, you know, a lot of the contemporary idea is to look at narcissistic abuse and say, well, I was a victim of an abuser. My life has been diminished as a result you know, the best I can try to do is manage my symptoms and I may never trust people again or myself. You know, my pick is broken. How am I going to pick a decent person ever? And how am I going to trust life and people and myself? And But that's not the way I like to look at it. You know, to me, that's a survivor recovery. That's not a thriver recovery, which is what, you know, this uh, this new program is all about that, that we're doing today. So I want to ask you this question. How narcissistic abuse changed your life forever for the better? How did it? Oh, well, well, it changed my life in every way. Uh, for starters, my relationships with my parents have never been healthier or better. They, My dad's very emotionally unavailable, very controlling, and my mother is a very, very weak codependent. And even though when they started to see my change, it sort of motivated them to look outside of the box and heal themselves. And my dad started Tai Chi, and he started reading books about subconscious beliefs. My mom completely stopped working so she could take better care of herself. And so my relationship with them has completely evolved. And, I mean, I went a whole year, I didn't even speak to my mother after my breakup because I was just, 
I couldn't handle her. I just couldn't. I. It made me sick to see just how weak she was because I was trying so hard to become strong and I was angry with my father. So I've never been closer with my parents. And I never thought that would happen. And I also see their, my mom's remarried and my dad has a girlfriend, um, see their relationships grow. So that's for me huge because I've never been close with my parents. Um, I don't have a million friends around me all the time like I used to before. I have just a couple close friends that I can rely on, and it's just so nice to have that because it doesn't take a lot of my energy, and I know I can trust them. Um, There's people of great integrity and support that are entering my life, that are people who are coming back into my life, um, and all these toxic people are completely gone. I didn't even realize how toxic they were until I'd come out of this. Um, I spend a lot of my time alone, and I love it, and that's never happened. I always felt I needed a relationship. Since I was 15, I've gone maybe two months being single, and I'm 31 now. So really, it it took a lot to be happy alone. I'm stronger. I speak up for myself. I put my needs first. I could care less what other people think. I do what, you know, I, I really don't care if people judge me. Um, My priorities, morals, and values have completely changed. Um, My focus is about building a better life for me instead of finding someone to do it for me. Um, And like I said before, I've become very intuitive. I I actually get a physical reaction now every time something doesn't feel right. And it's very easy for me to just move past it and just acknowledge it and move past it. Um, I let go of things that hurt me very easily. I'm no longer ashamed of my upbringing, and I was for many years. Um, I no longer care about material things the way I used to. And, you know, if I lost everything tomorrow, that's fine with me. I just, I would never want to lose this state. That To me, that's the most important thing. And I feel invincible, actually. I sort of feel like I can accomplish anything. And, you know, it's actually already starting. It's really quite amazing what's come my way since then. And that is really so true. This is about energetic law and this is about divinity and this is source energy which really is the state of love and truth and flow and life is that when we clear our junk, we're actually open to receive. And the incredible thing about it is whether you want to call it God or source or divinity or life or you know whatever your beliefs are is that we then are open to receive from that source. And the things that start coming into our life and the synchronicities and the opportunities are amazing. And we really understand that divinity, God's source, life, really wants to grant us, wants to love us, wants to nurture us, wants to give us everything that is our divine path to be more of ourselves. We've only had ourselves in the way of that. You know, so that's why this journey is so much more than just surviving narcissistic abuse. You know, that's really only one part of it. So, you know, I talk about... (laughs) Yeah, we don't realize that at the start. We think it's, you know, (laughs) all about that, you know, getting out of the pain one day. That's, you know, to even think, you know, I'm not going to have the thoughts and the pulls and the injustices and all the lies and all the things replaying through my head constantly, if I could just be out of that, that would be a miracle. You know, that's what we think at the start of this journey. 
but it's not until we really do the journey that we realize that that was really only a small part of it, that there's so much more to recovery and thriving than just that. And that's, you know, why I'm really passionate about leading people out to the other side so that they can get the gift. And, you know, I talk about that a lot is, and and I'm in in incredible gratitude for, for my gift and I know you are too, and yeah, if you can just explain, you know, your your gratefulness for your gift now, what that is. Yeah, well, actually, I remember, it's funny, about a month ago, I emailed you, and I said, is it normal that I feel nothing but love for my ex-narcissist? Because that's how grateful I feel for the gift. Because honestly, that's how I feel. I feel... He was just the catalyst, really, to get me to look at all this and to go through this journey. And now that I'm out of it, I'm just so grateful for him, and I just have nothing but love for him to thank you for giving me this gift. And, you know, I wouldn't wish my experience on anybody, nor would I want to live through this again. But there is not one thing that I regret or would change because, to me, the pain was so worth it. And I am so glad that I was in a relationship with him. I'm so happy he discarded me because I would have never had the courage to leave. He did me a huge favor. Um, it really forced me to dig deep, and it really has changed my life. I, I'm internally grateful. And, you know, and it took me two years to find you, Melanie. But, you know, I wouldn't take that back. I wouldn't take that time back because if I hadn't tried everything else, I wouldn't have been so open to trying your method and quantum freedom healing, and I truly believe that. So I think all of it was worth it, and I think all of it happened for good reason. And you know, and I know I'll, two years in the grand scheme of life is nothing. And I know one day it's going to make a great story, and it already has. And I can look back at this time and say, you know, I can look back and say I lived through it. And you know, and actually, this is my greatest gift. It hasn't happened yet. But I know one day it's going to be my greatest accomplishment, that my children will not inherit my painful beliefs, um, nor will they be raised by a codependent mother and a narcissistic father. And I have to tell you, when I was in the depth of my pain, my best friend, um, she lives in a different country, she's a mother of two, um, a two-year-old and a six-month-old. And I remember I called her when I was in the depth of my pain, and I said, please tell your husband to treat your daughter right, because no one deserves to suffer like this. And her husband heard me in the background on the phone, and he said over the phone, he said, as far as I'm concerned, that is my only job in this world. And I know now that my children will have parents like that. And, you know, I've been through a lot of heartaches in my life, you know, just to name a few. I had a very tough childhood. My father was arrested. I was a troubled kid. Um, My brother had betrayed me many times. I had so many friends betray me. A lot of people took advantage of me. I was in several abusive love relationships when I was younger, physical abuse. Um, I was pregnant twice. I lost both babies. Uh, My first love became an alcoholic and eventually died from it. My best friend and roommate died in university from a car accident. I lost several businesses. I've gotten involved with dangerous drug dealers and gamblers. I've lost several homes. I've had many abusive bosses. But let me tell you, nothing, and I mean nothing, compares to the pain of being and getting over a narcissistic relationship. 
really, and I've gone through all of that in my life. I agree with that totally. I've been through a lot of stuff in my life too leading up to my narcissistic relationships and nothing compares to that. I totally get that. And, uh, yeah, and unless you've been through it, you can't even imagine, you know, what that is. And it, it is, and that's where I think, you know, it is that soul-shattering experience it is that make-or-break experience, and there's really nothing in between. It's like, well, am I going to stay this shattered person and just try to get on with life, which is what you tried to do, you know, going just staying at work until you hit your brick wall. And it's what I tried to do too until I hit my brick wall. You know, and a lot of people try to do that. Are we, go, are we going to just do that? Are we going to get up one more time and push through life? And codependence are... Uh, you know, that's one of the bad things about codependence is that we tend to get on with it despite the pain. That's just what we do. We focus on the outside and being a good person in life and looking after other people and doing the right thing and we don't attend to our inner wounds. But narcissistic abuse brings us to our knees and it says to us, it's life saying to us through this catalyst, through this narcissist, are you going to do something about these inner wounds? Are you going to attend to them? Are you going to heal them? Because if you don't, you're, how are you going to survive? How are you going to live? You know, and I think that's where we all got to. It's certainly where I got to, and that's why I'm incredibly grateful too, because I know I was too tough and too stubborn and too responsible and didn't look inside, and it wasn't until narcissistic abuse that I actually did that. And uh, your story was the same, absolutely. Yes, yeah. There's just so much you can take. <laughs> and you're right, as a codependent, we really try and move on. We, we try more social. We try and take care of other people. We try and do well at our job. We try and do all these things just to avoid ourselves until something like this happens. That's, that's exactly right. And then we hit the point where we just cannot keep doing that game anymore. There's nothing left, you know. And then everything changes for the better. If we do the right transformational inner work, then absolutely everything, everything changes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So, you know, just as, as your closing, you've been amazing today, Golete. It's just so gorgeous to have somebody on okay. it who can be so honest and so humble and so real about your story. You know, I love that. It's so authentic. You know, so what what do you say to people? You know, what would be your your suggestion, your recommendation? Well, to me, it's a simple matter of life and death. You can either choose the hard path, which I did for two years. I tried contemporary therapy, and like I said, I tried everything. And yeah, maybe you'll survive. Maybe you'll get some relief. Maybe you'll get by. But to me, that's not really living. And I've experienced firsthand the level that these processes can take you to. Um, I just can't even imagine ever living my life any other way. I, I just I don't even recognize the person I was two years ago. I, I don't even know who that person was. I actually look at photos of myself and I'm like, who is that person? You know, um, I just and I, I have to say, before my breakup with my ex narcissist, I had no beliefs or knowledge on anything related to energy. The most I had done was read that book, The Secret, just only because it was a bestseller. But that was the extent of what I knew. 
I thought spirituality was something hippies talked about. I thought the soul was just a word people said for dramatic effect. Um, I really had a very narrow perception of the true laws of life. I lived my life very much like my ex-narcissist did, you know, thinking that happiness came from egoic accomplishments, like a good career or a nice house, a good car. Um, and I remember actually right after, a couple weeks after the breakup, I went to see my best friend in a different cut who lives in a different country, and she she suggested to me maybe you should go see an energy healer. And my exact response to her was, "What is that? That doesn't make any sense to me." You know, because I really had such a narrow perspective. Um, and I went to see this energy healer only because I had nothing else to do, and she was going to work. So I said, "Why not? I have nothing else to lose." And I had paid for an hour session. And this woman, her name's Teresa. She sat with me for about four hours and she did not charge me and she said you really need my help and that day completely changed my life because it opened up my mind to realize that conventional therapy was not going to help help me there is something a lot more powerful that's happening and that's when I started to really look at different methods and different ways of healing and I looked into spirituality and the soul and energy and I, I didn't understand that before and eventually, it was two years of researching that that really led me to you, Melanie. And I think if I had found you before, I wouldn't have been open to it. Um, like like I said before, I, I've said this to you before, Melanie, and I really, truly believe it. I think quantum freedom healing will replace Western medicine one day. And I really hope that happens in my lifetime. Um, because to me, it's the only method of healing that I would ever recommend to anybody. Because... From my personal experience, and you know where I was at, and a lot of people know where I was at, I was pretty low. It is the only thing that, you know, not just saved my life, it changed my life. It's just been amazing things that have come my way. I mean, I could write a whole book about all the amazing coincidences or, you know, synchronicities that you were saying has happened in my life, and I've never felt better. I I feel like a new person. So really, to me, it's the only way to heal. That's just my opinion. So I have to thank you for that, Melanie. Well, I don't know oh, what I would have done with Oh, you're so welcome. And, <laughs> well, I have to thank Corner Freedom Healing too. You know, that, that day at Koh Samui in Thailand when I was sitting in, that, in my hotel room and I'd had agoraphobia for a couple of years and I couldn't shift it and I couldn't, you know, do anything with it. And I tried... Well, as I said, a fifth of your list, you know, I tried everything to try and, and I'd become an applied kinesiologist and I'd become a theta healer and I'd done past life work before and and then I, I was in my hotel room and I said to myself, I understood the basis of we, we can shift deep in our DNA belief systems, well then you can be a different state immediately, but I haven't been able to find the tool to do it and then the idea came how to put it together, how to make it happen. And because I was open to it and I believed it could happen, and within 10 minutes I had scribbled down Corner Freedom Healing, putting those three modalities together. Two hours later, you know, the wow. first ever Corner Freedom Healing session that happened, I was out in the main streets of Koh Samui celebrating and playing in life. Now, I couldn't walk past the perimeters of my um, resort before then without breaking down into catatonic shaking and fits. So that's and I went, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, so I have to thank Corner Freedom Healing. I, I often don't believe I'm the creator of it. I believe it came through me. I believe it was channeled through me. 
and I've seen what it's done, not just for me, for so many people. So I feel very blessed and humbled and grateful that I found it too. So, you know, for you people out there well, um, I can that are listening to this show... Because it physically... Well, I, I was just going to say, I physically, it's proven to me how effective it is. It actually physically changed my body. It, like, it healed my arthritis, so... It's not yeah. just an emotional thing. Yeah, yes, yes, I agree. And, you know, I've I've had similar things with my life too, nothing that dramatic, and I've seen it be that dramatic on a physical level too because it, well, it brings us back to source state, you know, which is a zero state. It's a, it's a, it's a well-being state and it, it affects every area of our life and every area of our outer life. It's, it just does. It is astounding. It blows me away every day. I work with it on myself every day and just the changes in my life are just, you know, I, I still am in awe of the miracles. That's just how it is. It's, and it's gorgeous to live your life in wonder and amazement rather than pain, fear and dread. It's just, you know, it's two different universes. So, you know, for people out there listening that haven't done quantum freedom healing, the reality is personal sessions with me are two months booked out because I'm the only person that does quantum freedom healing but you know where really the true cloud is you know for recoveries like Galit's done is the narcissistic abuse recovery program because the great thing about it too is you don't have to wait a week to have repeat sessions with me it's incredibly affordable and you can do a plan where it's $20 a month for six months you know which is just an incredible you know, it's, it's very, very inexpensive. But that way you can be doing healing repeatedly on yourself day after day after day after day. And that's really where the true recovery happens is by working on yourself. And when you've been narcissistically abused, you've got to do a lot of work on yourself. It's not a walk in the park. There's a lot of inner work that needs to happen there. And the program does give you the ability to do that as often as you need to. And that's where the really spectacular recoveries like the elites had actually do happen by committing to that work. So, Gaylite, it's been an absolute joy having you on. It's just, you know, and thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. It was such an honor to be on the show. Mm, and I just know you're going to able, you're going to really be able to inspire a lot of people that are just, you know, like we both were thinking when we've been thinking, when is this pain going to end? When am I going to be out the other side? You know, that's what we want to inspire you to allow you to know there is a way, there is a direct path, and it doesn't have to take as long as what you think it's going to. It certainly doesn't. So that's it for the show, everybody, and thank you for listening. And I'll be back next week. And bye-bye, Galit. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. And lots of love, everybody. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.